You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. All right, come with me. I hope I got the... I just realized I may, not, may have got the um, title wrong. I, I'm pretty sure, is it Grace to Slay Giants? What's the title of my message? Yes, oh, Grace, Grace to Take Down Giants. All right, Grace to Take Down Giants. Oh, you know what I just realized? I forgot to give you guys a verse. So uh, it's 1 Samuel 17, 40. 1 Samuel 17, 40. We're gonna go into 2 Samuel in a moment, then we're gonna go into 1 Chronicles. But uh, if we can fiddle around back there, First uh, Samuel 17, 40. The title of this message could have been, I'm gonna come after you and your four ugly brothers. <laughs> it just didn't flow as well as this one. So, so let's have a look at this. It says, uh, this is talking about David and we already had a, had a wonderful uh, appetizer for this message tonight with uh, beautiful Pastor Tony Rivera. But uh, this is David, he's about to face Goliath. He's just got the thumbs up, the permission from King Saul to face Goliath. Saul puts his armor on and he tries to, and he goes, I can't walk in these. And he takes them off. He puts his shepherd cloak on. The Bible says he takes his staff in his hand and he goes down to the brook and he chooses for himself five smooth stones from the brook. And his sling was in his hand, five smooth stones. I'm not sure whether it was prophetic that he realized that Goliath had four brothers or whether most, most Bible commentators say, say, well, you know, he had five because a wise man, just in case I miss with the first, you know, I've got five shots at this. But for those of you that don't know, five is the number of grace in the Bible. The word grace is more than just uh, kindness or forgiveness. Grace is a divine enabling, a divine enabling. God, God, God gives you grace to grasp things. So that's why you have five digits on your hand. He gives you grace to be able to stand. That's why you have five digits on your feet. Five is the number of grace. There are fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. It's God's empowering, God's divine enabling. So David takes five smooth stones. And uh, so I, I wanna read you, most of you know David and Goliath, so I'm not gonna read that one tonight but I'm gonna read about his brothers, but we're gonna go through all five because we're in a series at the moment called Let Us Pray. Let Us Pray. And as I was, as I was kind of just in my own prayer time meditation the other day, I felt the Holy Spirit say, I want you to, to reread these passages and then I want you to preach it. You can't let the Let Us Pray series close out without teaching your people that there are five demonic forces that you will face, that you will, that you are graced to take down. But if you don't take them down, they will rob from you. They will steal from you. And so we're not, we're not afraid of the demonic. We're not afraid of giants. We're not afraid. God, we understand that God has graced us to take down giants. God has graced us to slay giants. Amen. Amen. All right. So now come with me to 2 Samuel chapter 21. We're going to be reading from verse <clears throat> excuse me, 15, it says, when the Philistines were at war again with Israel, David and his servants with him went down and fought against the Philistines and David grew faint. 
Then Ishbi Benob, who was one of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose bronze spear was 300 shekels, who was bearing a new sword, thought he could kill David. But Abishai, the son of Zariah, I mean, it just sounds awesome, doesn't it? Sounds like a Lord of the Rings kind of movie. But Abishai, the son of Zariah, came to his aid and struck the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore to him, saying, you will not go out with us into battle lest you quench the lamp of Israel. Now it happened afterward that there was again a battle between, well, with the Philistines at Gob, and then Sibekai the Hushathite, killed Saph, who was one of the sons of the giant. Again, there was war at Gob with the Philistines, where Elhanan, the son of Jare Oregim, I mean, that's another Lord of the Rings name, or it could be Star Wars, Yare Orehim. The Bethlehemite killed the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. Verse 20, yet again, there was a war at Gath where there was a man of great stature who had six fingers on each hand, six toes on each foot, 24 in number, and he also was born to the giant. So when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, David's brother, killed him. These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. What a great passage of Scripture. Now come with me to, to First Chronicles. We're going to go to First Chronicles, and I think it's... First Chronicles, what did I write down here? Uh, chapter 20, First Chronicles chapter 20. I hope I got it right. I can't find it here anywhere. Oh, no wonder I'm in Kings. No wonder I can't see it. Like, where's it gone? I was, I was hiding behind a Scottish accent, hoping that I'd distract you for a moment. A Scottish accent's quite distracting, if I was honest with you. It's my favorite go-to. All right, are you ready now? Are you there already? Or what are you doing? Are you, are you playing around? All right, here we go. Uh, verse four, 1 Chronicles 20, verse four. It says, now it happened afterward that war broke out at Giza with the Philistines, at which time Sibekai the Hushathite killed Sippai, who was one of the sons of the giant, and they were subdued. It's gonna sound repetitive, but there's one name that Samuel doesn't give us that's in Chronicles. And that's why I'm wanting to read it, because so, it's very important that we get all five, well, the names. Again, there was war, verse five. Again, there was war with the Philistines. And Elhanan, the son of Jair, killed Lamai. But it's literally pronounced in Hebrew, Lachmi. Lachmi, the brother of Goliath, the, the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. He was the brother of Goliath. Yet again, there was war at Gath, where there was a man of great stature with 24 fingers and toes, six on each hand, six on each foot. He was also born of the giant. So when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, which we read, David's brother killed him. These were born of the giant of Gath and they all fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Amen. All right, put your seatbelts on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, we're gonna lean in tonight. 
You're going to walk out different to the way you walked in tonight. You're going to be equipped. You're going to be empowered. You're going to be anointed. You're going to be enlightened. You're going to understand that there are five and you're going to see trace. Oh my gosh, that... That pesky, but you're gonna, you, you don't have to live under their shadow. You don't have to live under their intimidation. You don't have to live letting them dominate the, the, the space, the terra firma. You're gonna be taking ground back. Come on, somebody say amen. All right, so, so numero uno, por favor. Number one is Goliath. Goliath. Goliath's name means soothsayer. Goliath's name means soothsayer. We don't have time to go into it, but read it in 1 Samuel 17. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17, for 40 days, Goliath presents himself morning and evening, morning and evening. And he says, give me a man that we may fight. If that man is able to defeat me, then we Philistines will be your servants. But if I crush him like little cockroach, then you Israelites be our sir. I don't know. I, I mean, I just think Goliath, <laughs> Goliath and Russian just kind of just give me men that we may fight. If I crush him like a little ant. <laughs> 40 days, morning and evening. And the Bible says the Israelites were terrified, were terrified. Uh, it actually says in one translation that they were, they were on a mountain singing songs. So it's not like these weren't, you know, praising Christians. They just weren't engaging Christians. They were praising, but, but this thing, there are some things unless you confront them. Anyway, so, so the Bible says that Goliath would present himself morning and evening, morning and evening. The name Goliath means soothsayer. What is a soothsayer? A soothsayer is like a, a, a false prophet, a negative prophet, like a, a medium, someone who casts spells, someone, someone, a palm reader, someone who uses divination. They, 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 they bring you a prophetic word, but it's not from the Spirit of God. It's from an occult. It's from a demon. This man is, is channeling a demonic spirit, and he's saying he, he's intimidating the people. The Bible says he comes out to intimidate morning and evening, glistening in the sun with, a, with his bronze helmet, his bronze armor. Everything's polished, everything's shiny. He's, he's nine foot nine and he just stands there glistening in the sun, bellowing his voice, intimidating Israel. And he's making this declaration that you will live under what God has told you you're going to rule over. But this thing stands in the way and there's no way you're going to be able to defeat this thing. This thing is greater than you. It's bigger than you. And so you're going to live under what you're meant to rule over. What's very interesting is it says that he came out morning and evening, morning and evening. When I, when I read uh, Psalm 1, Pastor Rudy, El Padrino. When I read Psalm 1, it says that blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor does he stand in the path of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the law. And in his law, he meditates day and night, day and night. God said to Joshua in Joshua 1.8, who's gonna go into the promised land, who's gonna conquer the territory of Canaan, who's going to sack cities that have got 
giants in there. And God said to Joshua, Joshua, I want you to be strong. I want you to be courageous. And I want you to meditate in my law. And I want you to meditate in it day and night. Isn't it interesting that Goliath comes out morning and evening? And God's command is, I want you to meditate in my word morning and evening, day and night. The devil wants your first thought in the morning. He, 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 wants, he, wants to, he wants to have the first thought so he can offset your day, so he can set the thermostat on your day. Today you're going to fail. Today you're not going to make it. Today that thing's going to fall through. You're, never, you're not enough. I don't even know why you're still living here in California. It's much easier. Why don't you move to Ohio? And, like, and, he'll be, and, he'll, and, and then the last, the last thought when you go to bed at night, man, you failed again today. He, he wants first thought, last thought. But this is what I've realized. The way to defeat this one here is you've got to understand morning and evening, morning and evening, morning and evening. I'm going to make sure that the my first thought belongs to God and I'm going to make sure my last thought before I go to bed belongs to God because the last time I read my Bible it says that he's the first and the last he's the beginning and the end he's the alpha and the omega hello is God trying to get a message through I'm going to begin my day and I'm going to end my day he's the first he's the last he's the alpha and the omega ain't no room for you Goliath in Jesus name somebody say amen so, so, so what David does is he takes one of those smooth stones, puts it in a sling, and takes down Goliath and takes off his head. Because Goliath is speaking a word that if you allow it to rest, it will become script. Every single one of us, whether we realize it or not, have to face a giant, a Goliath, a soothsayer, which is a script over your life. It's a word that was spoken by a, by a demonic force. It could have been through a teacher. You never amount to anything. Ah, oh, you're, you're a waste. Could have been through a parent. A word that is spoken that you live under that you're not meant to. There's diabetes that runs in your family. High blood pressure. Oh, oh, there's a cancerous gene that runs all the way through your. And so let me just tell you tonight in Jesus' name, the coexist sticker is probably the dumbest sticker ever created. If you have one, rip it off your car. Don't coexist with Goliath. Don't coexist with the enemy. Don't coexist with Lamo. Don't coexist with a false script. You are called to defeat your giants. You are called to tear down these things. Don't coexist with diabetes. Don't coexist with high blood pressure. Don't co coexist with, well, mental illness runs in our family. Not anymore. You're running it out of town. I'm taking down Goliath. I'm taking it down. You're a soothsayer. He's trying to, don't let his negative prophecies be the prophecies that come to pass in your life. Somebody say, Say amen. Amen. All right, number two. Number two, the second one that was taken down is Saf or Sippai. So in Samuel calls him Saf, in Chronicles it calls him Sippai, but it's exactly the same. And his name literally means terminator in the doorway. Terminator in the doorway. It's very interesting. The Bible says that there was an open door of opportunity, the Apostle Paul says. But a door of opportunity was open to us. God is a, a God who, behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
God is a God who opens doors that no man can shut, shuts doors that no man can open. So, so knock and the door will be open. So, so all the way through the scripture, we find God speaking about doors. Doors speak of opportunities. Doors speak of levels. Doors speak of levels. Life, life arrives in stages. It's experienced in seasons, but it's lived on levels. Life arrives in stages. It's experienced in seasons, but it's lived in, on levels. And, and in the book of Revelation, John says, I, John, the apostle on the Isle of Patmos was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me the sound of one walking among the seven golden lampstands who had the seven guards in his hand and above his head was, and his voice sounded like the most. And he describes, and then he says in verse Chapter four, verse one, he says, and then a voice in heaven said to me, come up here for I must show you things. So there was, the, and he looked and there was a door open. And so God is calling him higher. God is always trying to take you through a door. But the Bible says that this door to your next level, the, the, the doorway from going from we're renting to we're gonna be owning our own home where I have a landlord, but now I'm gonna be Lord over a land. You will find that often there's extra warfare. You would think, well, we qualified with the bank. The people accepted our loan. I, I, how, how did this happen? How did that happen? Why did this fall out? How, how come my credit score went from 750 all of a sudden to 666, which happened the last house that I bought? 666, hello, whose fingerprints is on that? 666, and they're like, hey, we, we don't know if we can give you this loan at this rate. I'm like, what the? And it was, it's because that we're about to walk through another doorway because there's a terminator in the doorway. And a lot of people say, well, he's the terminator in the doorway. There's nothing I can do about my credit. Well, there's nothing I can do about that. Well, I guess we just have to go back to, we, we should just be content with renting. There's a terminator in the doorway that you need to understand that your job, your assignment, that you are graced, that you are anointed to take down Sipa, you are to take down the terminator in the doorway. He wants to, he wants to, to rob the blessing. And you will find it's an incredible thing. We see it all the time. We have, uh, we have classes for people to become pregnant supernaturally. And then we also have in that class, we have people that for whatever reason, when they get to that nine week or tw you know, between nine and 12, miscarry, miscarry. Sometimes it's a curse, a generational thing, people involved in Freemasonry and their, their lineage. And part of that is putting curses on. And, and so the Sipai stands there as a terminator in the doorway. And he's in the doorway from where the, 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 he couldn't stop the conception but he can stop the development. He can stop where the child moves from the, the womb to, to the placenta where it becomes. And so he terminates the pregnancy there. But here tonight, we're here to terminate the terminator. We're here to terminate the terminator. There's a lot of people, you need to understand if you're, this one, this one is a transitional demonic spirit. We, 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 we do a rite of passage at emerge because, because the transition from boyhood to manhood, and, and I do it because I, there, there was never a defining moment. One, one minute I'm too young to vote, too young to drink, too young to drive. The next minute I'm driving, I'm voting. But I, I feel overwhelmed. My, my father still speaks down to me. I'm not trusted. And, 
And then before I know it, I'm dating Leanne, I'm getting married and I'm driving to the church on my wedding day and I have this flush go through me like, oh my gosh, like someone else is gonna be completely dependent upon me. And I just, like just a month ago, spent my entire paycheck on a surfboard and just decided <laughs> I don't need to eat for seven days. I'll just fast, but I can't expect her to fast because I needed a new surfboard. And I'm like, oh, sugar, what am I gonna do? And, and, and so there was no, but it's amazing how many people never had a rite of passage. They never had a moment. And the enemy comes and he wants, and he's that terminator who'll stand there in the doorway between you were an adolescent, now you're an adult. You were a boy and now you're a man and he terminates. And he tries to terminate your thought, terminate your maturity, terminate your strength, terminate your vision, terminate your dreams. He's a terminator, he stands there when you're trying to get out of debt and all of a sudden something goes wrong because he, he kills opportunities, he kills progress, he kills, tra he, he, he preys on transition. But I want you to know that God, when He calls you up, you are graced to take down, you are, every single one of these, all five of these were taken down by David and his men. Somebody say amen. Number three, number three is Lame, Lame, or literally Lachmi in Hebrew. Uh, does anybody know what, uh, Beit Lachem means. That's where Jesus was born. House of bread. Lachmi, his name literally means occupier of the bread. Occupier of the bread. The third, the third giant that they had to take down was, was the occupier of the bread. Well, hang on, hang on. When Jesus taught the disciples to pray in, in Luke chapter 11, he said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. But you know what this spirit says? Uh-uh, not on my watch, bub. This spirit takes provision. This spirit steals provision, steals your daily bread, steals your opportunity, steals your... I found that sometimes I'll hit this one where, man, I thought there was enough money. I thought there was, I thought things were meant to be and then they weren't released. Things were promised and then they didn't come through. Contracts were signed, but it never, this one is Lachmi and he wants to steal your bread. He wants to steal your prosperity. He wants you to live in struggle. He wants you to live in lack. He wants you to live where literally it's hand to mouth, hand to mouth, no, no savings in the bank. You can't go on a vacation. You can't seem to pay the car off. You can't seem to pay the debt down. You can't see, this is Lachmi. But I want you to know in this house, we don't step away from teaching about biblical prosperity. We're not afraid to teach you that God wants you to flourish. God wants you to increase. Increase. He wants you to occupy the bread, but you need to understand there is a demonic spirit that you got to engage. And so if you're hitting up against something, man, I just can't seem to get out of it. Man, we just can't seem to get ahead. Man, I just, you know, we just got a raise and I don't know where it went. It's all gone. And this is Lachmai. You need to take him down in the name of Jesus Christ. Lachmai in Shabrat and just go into warfare, call him out, pull him down and then begin to release that blessing, begin to release that provision. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. The next one, number four, is Ishbi Benob. Ishbi Benob, which is, I mean, sounds like a Star Wars character. <laughs> Ishbi Benob. Mm. Found seven, I would say. <laughs> Yoda, you seek Yoda, take you to him, I will. 
Where is Padme? I'm afraid in your anger you killed her. <sighs> no, she was alive. I felt it. Anyway, and so I just like Star Wars. Ishbi Benob, Ishbi Benob. Ishbi Benob literally means, literally means occupier of the priestly place. I'm thinking, what is a demon doing occupying the priestly place? The, the, the place, Nob, N-O-B, belonged to Benjamin. It was in, in the land of Benjamin. And if you do a little Bible study, you'll find that David went there when he was running from Saul. And he went to Abiathar the priest, David and his men. And it was in, the, it was in Nob. And when he gets there, David is hungry and he's got no, no weaponry. And he leaves Abiathar, he leaves the house of God with bread for his men and with the sword of Goliath. And I thought, isn't it interesting that this was a priestly place? See, this spirit, Ishbi Benob, wants to keep you from your spiritual breakthrough. This is the one, this is the one where, man, I, we prayed for them for the third time. They just, they just didn't seem to get tongues. They just didn't seem to get the breakthrough. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, so let, let me tell you a story. And I know I've only got a few minutes. This is a true story. Uh, my my father-in-law, God bless him, my beautiful father-in-law was the, the youngest of seven children. Uh, his father was the mayor, his grandfather was the mayor of the town where they grew up in. And because that they were engaged in politics, there was a lot of pressure on the children to present perfectly in public because they were constantly living in a, in a fishbowl. And so because of that, he felt like he was never good enough for his daddy. And because his daddy was involved in so much civics and politics and seven kids, it just wasn't enough time. So he felt not only abandoned by his father, but felt rejection by his father. So Liani, my beautiful wife, her daddy, my father-in-law, ended up developing an eating disorder because he had so much rejection. He, he tried to hang himself. And what he didn't realize was that his great-grandfather, his grandfather and his father, as part of the politics, were also Freemasons. In fact, the Freemasonry Lodge there was named after his great-grandfather. He was the, the grand poop. Once you get to the 30th level in, in Freemasonry, they teach you that the real God is actually Lucifer and Jesus is actually the devil. That's what they teach. And then you got those three levels. Well, three of his made it to level 33 and there's all kinds of curses. My, my, my wife has four sisters, there's five girls. Her mother had four miscarriages. Every single miscarriage had one thing in common, they were boys. Because one of the curses is that you'll not be able to bear or, or bring forth a male child. So, so when, when I, I, you know, I just dated Leanne because she was cute. <laughs> Met her in church. I had no idea that I was stumbling into this freaking demonized Freemasonry factory, all right? Just, that's a caveat, all right? Putting that out there. Just being honest. So, so I, I get in there and, uh, and uh, when Leanne got filled with the Holy Spirit, she got filled with the Holy Spirit and three demons manifested. And so I had to cast three demons out and then she, speaking in tongues. And so 
So then I kind of prayed for a mum and mum got filled with the Holy Spirit, got healed, fell over and all this kind of. But I prayed for her dad for probably three years, nothing. Prayed for her sister, Janine, who's married to Andy Kabbala, nothing. Just, and she's like really cognitive. She's really couldn't get the breakthrough. Fast forward, it's now 1997 and uh, our, our son Ash had just been born and Leanne's mum and dad came over and Leanne's dad after church Sunday night um, sitting in my couch and Leanne and her mum, they, they go to bed early. It's, it's maybe nine or nine, yeah, maybe half past nine, they go to bed. And so Leanne's dad looks at me, he just breaks down and starts crying. And he just says, is there any way you could pray for me? I've got, and he told me the story. I'd never heard it before where he tried to hang himself because he couldn't beat this eating disorder and everything that he had. And he ended up in a mental home and you know, just everything. And so I started praying for him. And as I start praying for my father-in-law, he starts growling like a dog. And I'm like, that's not you. There's somebody else living in here. So there was a bunch of spirits living in there. So I cast them out, cast them all out. In the name of Jesus, cast them all out. Cast the last one out who was very, very violent. Cast this one out, screaming, defiant. I own him, I own him. Get out. As soon as that thing comes out, the Holy Spirit says, now lay hands on him and get him filled with the Holy Spirit. Put my hand on him. And just the peace of God comes over him. Start speaking in tongues. So beautiful. So beautiful. Ring, 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 ring. Phone. I'm like, oh, isn't that typical? You got this beautiful moment and then the freaking phone rings. Ring, ring. Remember when you used to have phones on the wall? I'm sure young people are like, what's that? Like you mean you, no, on the wall. Anyway, and so I know I'm going a couple of minutes over. Just it's, this story's powerful. So the phone's ring, phone's ring, phone's ring. And so I just see him, he's just crying, but you just see the joy, just the peace on his face. And I thought, you know, I could just kind of sneak off and I'll answer the phone, I'll leave him. And then I'll, I'll just tell him, hey, I've got to call you back and I'll go back and I'll, I'll be with him. I pick up the phone and there is a hysterical woman on the phone. And I'm like, slow down, slow down, slow down. Who is this? Janine, Leanne's sister. She was, she lived in Newcastle, Australia. So this is, this is Auckland, New Zealand. She lived a two and a half hour flight across the Pacific Ocean. She, she was living in Newcastle. New Zealand is two hours ahead of Australia. So Australia is two hours behind. It's now about 10.30 in New Zealand. It was 8.30 p.m. back in in. Newcastle, Australia, she'd come out of church, got into her car, was driving home from church, and all of a sudden felt something rise up in her spirit, got angry, gripped the steering wheel, pulled to the side of the road. She said she screamed, something left her, and then she's crying. She goes, listen, listen. When the spirit, when the, de when the demonic spirit came out of the papa, 
the daughter who was, and if you talk to five sisters, the middle one, she was, she was the closest. There was a, a soul tie between her and the, when the demon left free, when he got filled, with the, she got filled with the Holy Spirit. This one here, Ishbi Benob, is the one who tries to occupy the priest. He doesn't want you with a sword and he doesn't want you with bread for your... He doesn't want you to have revelation. He doesn't want you to have strength. He doesn't want you to have weaponry. He doesn't want you to understand spiritual warfare. He wants you to believe that God gave Mike and Katie the gifts of the Spirit, but not you. He wants you, you to believe that when you lay hands on the sick, ain't nothing going to happen. When you pray for someone, but nothing's going to happen. When you you can't pray, you pray you're making that up. He, he, he is a thief that wants to steal the priestly bless but I'm telling you God has given you the anointing and has given you the grace to take down Ishbi Benob can somebody say amen all right the last one the last one the last one Oscar you'll like this guy the last one we saw in both of them and I know I'm over is that okay no I thought I thought I thought he did this he pushed me in the pool. Did you know that at Carbo? Held me under. No, he did till I gave him a dollar so he could get a get a taco. I'm like, you should have just asked. I would have. But he said that's how I used to do it at school. I'd hold. All right, the last one. I got to. I got to stay on point. The last one. The last one. I want you to notice he has no name. Have you noticed the last one has no name? All we know about him is he has six fingers on each hand and six fingers on each foot. Twelve digits, twelve, twenty-four. Hmm. Six is the number of man. Twelve is the number of government, council. Twenty-four, the twenty-four living creatures, the twenty-four elders. Twenty-four is human government, is government. Huh. This spirit has no name because he operates in stealth. He operates in occult. Occult means hidden. He, he, he's almost unnamed, unidentified. We only know him by what he does. Twelve is the number of government. How many, how many, how many months is there in a year? How many, how many star? Twelve. Constellations. Twelve. How many hours in the day? How many hours at night? Twelve. How many disciples were there? How many tribes of Israel were there? Twelve. Twelve is the number of council. It's the number of government. Twenty-four is the human government. This, this one operates behind the scenes. Doesn't let you know his agenda, but it's wicked. Because again, there was war and they had to take him down. This is the one that... that, that, that Funds, funds gain-of-function research in Wuhan. I'm just telling you, it's what it does. Spends millions, but, but it's hidden. It's hidden so you can't really, you can trace it now. You've got to join dots though. But they put money here and then they moved it to there and then they moved it over to here and they started this thing over there. And then, but when you join the dots, oh my gosh, it's, this is the one that, that then releases it. It's, it's the one that, that has an agenda that, to save the planet from, used to be global warming. In the 70s, it was ice ages coming. Then it was global warming. 
And then they found that there's more ice now in Antarctica than there has been in the last 40 years. So now we'll just rename it climate change and it's an existential threat. It's an existential threat. What's that? Bill Gates just bought a new home. Yeah, in Del Mar, beachfront, Del Mar. Remember the seas are rising and we're gonna lose all the, yeah. Al Gore, yeah, beachfront. Barack Obama, yeah, yeah, beachfront. Biden, yeah, yeah, beachfront. They all own beachfront property. But I thought we're told to give them more authority, give them more power because the seas are rising and the, the waters. It's not about that. But I'm telling you, it's nefarious. It's nefarious. We, we will be having altar calls for, for anybody that has had the, the vaccination. There's no judgment here. If you did or if you didn't, there's no judgment. But I will be praying, trust me. I won't get it. I don't need it. I already had COVID. We had a whole bunch of people with COVID. If you've, if you've had COVID and recovered, you have a lifetime immunity and you have 27 times the immunity of somebody that is you know, fully vaccinated. But if you got vaccinated, there, there are some poisons. And if you look on the Vayas website, they've got a, a, only a slice of the amount of people that have had either death or all kinds of par paralysis and but the Bible says, if they drink anything deadly, it shall by no means harm them. So we're gonna be having altar calls. The apostle Paul was bitten by a poisonous snake and he just shook it off into the fire. And they're like, aha, see, he's a murderer. He had, yeah, he thought he got away from justice, but Lady Justice called him, watch this, he's gonna puff up and die. And they're watching and they're watching. And when he didn't puff up and die, they're like, no, no, he's a God, he's a God. Because, the poison had no power. And so what the enemy is meant for evil, I want you to know, we don't, we don't judge. We, we love whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. Are you kidding me? We're not gonna let the world divide. They, they do that out there. We don't do that in here. But I'm telling you, you don't have to live with poisons. You don't have to live with toxins. We are not gonna let this, this stealth demon and his human government agenda, wanting to lower the population through vaccination to, to kill and to, to, to prevent you from having babies and to prevent men from being fertile. We're gonna break all of those things. They'll scratch their head, but we rigged this thing. We, we put all this stuff in there. We put all these medals and we put all this. Yeah, but you know what? What you didn't encounter is there is a God who sits on a throne and it is the highest throne. He is called the Most High God and His power is undiluted. His power is unlimited. His power flows towards His people on this earth. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I wanna, I wanna just pray through each one and maybe you're facing one, two, three, four, maybe all five. But if right now you're facing Goliath, if you're living under a word and that word can be you're hopeless, you're useless, you're no good. That word can be a, a word spoken by a doctor saying that you'll always struggle with this or uh, deteriorating eyesight is just, you know, by the time you're 50, 60, you'll be blind. And you don't have to live under those words. You don't have to live under. There's only one word that you were ever created to live under. There was only one word you were ever created to live under. I don't understand. Why didn't God stop Adam and Eve from eating from the tree? Like, why didn't God? He did. He gave them His Word. He said, of all the trees you can freely eat, don't eat from that one, it's not free. The fruit on it, it's too much for you. 
it'll bring death. He gave them, the, the Word is always your protector. If you live under the Word, your life will flourish. But there is a devil that knows you were created by a Word-speaking God. What does John 1, 1 say? In the beginning was the, the Word was with God and the Word. Hmm. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning in the Greek, Logos. God is, the devil knows you were created by the Word to live under a Word. But Goliath, soothsayer, wants to switch out those words. He doesn't want you living under the promises of God that you're blessed, favored, anointed, beloved, accepted, flourishing, increasing, healed, delivered, set free, living with peace, enlarging your territory. The devil wants to take those words and he wants to replace it with words of fear, words of hopelessness, words of struggle, words of lack. They're curse words. If that's you, lift your hand right now. Father, is that okay? I'm just going to take a quick minute. If that's you right now, lift your hand. Father, I come against right now in the TDJ. You are, I break that lying spirit over you. You are anointed. You are appointed. You are blessed. You are not your past and you are not your mistakes. And you are not the things that you have done or haven't done. I break that thing now. And I declare the favor of God, the blessing of God, the goodness of God, the anointing of God, the enlightening, the quick quickening of God. And the Lord would say, where you feel that, man, I'm insufficient here and I'm lacking there, the Lord says, don't you fear, my boy. You lean into me. Everything that you don't have, I have, and it'll flow through you. You will not lack. You will not fail. You will not stumble. You will not fall. My hand holds you. My spirit undergirds you, and my power flows through you for victory. Father, I break every every lying spirit, every lying word, that be, and we cancel it now in Jesus' name. I break Break it now in the name of Jesus. Uh, I declare words, words over, words that have been spoken over families. And I see sons coming back. I see daughters coming back. I see loved ones coming back. They're 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 coming back. Right now, Lachmi, Lachmi, the occupier of the bread, occupier of the bread. There are people, man, we've tried three times to get, we got our bed. Man, we, we were approved. And then all of a sudden, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare, I declare breakthroughs coming financially. I declare they're going to be getting homes, signing contracts, signing deals. Luck me, we recognize you. I declare loans are going through. I declare pay raises come. We see you, Sibai, you terminator in the doorway trying to kill the opportunity, trying to kill them, trying to get them to turn back. We recognize you tonight. I declare in their transition. I declare in their transition from rent into owning. I break your grip and I break your power. In their transition from conception to full term, I break your grip. They're going to go all the way. They're going to deliver healthy babies, healthy sons, healthy daughters. Healthy offspring is their portion. I declare contracts go all the way through. Business deals go all the way through. We see you sit by and we break your grip. We see you ish by Ben. We see you trying to occupy. 
occupy the priestly places, trying to rob them of the sword and the bread that is rightfully theirs. We break that thing now. I declare the Spirit of the Lord flows through them. The gifts of the Spirit are released to them. They receive heavenly prayer languages. They receive tongues in Jesus' name. They receive, they receive deliverance tonight. They're not tormented in their mind. They're not living with fear or anxiety and depression any longer. And Father, right now we recognize the Spirit that it, that it manipulates in our school boards. It's the one that while we were sleeping, organizes for, for, uh, for trans Bible reading. What, what, what's that thing that they do? Uh, not the Bible reading, the trans library reading. They organize those things. We recognize you working behind the scenes, passing bills in the night to the people can have an abortion even after the baby is born. We recognize you and we take you down in Jesus' name. We declare there is a church here in South Bay, San Diego that will not put up with you. We will tear you down. We will have school boards that honor God. We will have mayors that honor God. We will have governors that honor God. We declare this land. We declare South Bay, Chula Vista, East Lake. We declare it is blessed of the Lord. We declare it, flour it flourishes with righteousness and justice. We declare our children go to and attend schools where where they're not taught lies and they're not taught perversion and they're not seduced by seducing spirits that are pedophilic, trying to bring them in. We break that thing now in Jesus' name. Father, and I thank you for your anointing and your favor of a people. Let us pray. Let us pray. If my people who are called by my name, I want you to know God has anointed you to pray. Tonight, get, get a hold of this message. Get a hold of those things. Put it on your fridge. Do whatever you got to do. When I first heard this revelation, I was in Bible school and I realized that my life was hemmed in by these five spirits. 36 years later, whenever, like when my credit score dropped from, I think it was like 768 down to 666, I knew, I know who that is. That's you, Sipai, the Terminator in the doorway. And all I did was I just, got on my bike and I have a hill where I live and I ride to the top of that hill and the good thing is it's right away from house so I can yell and I'm telling you I tore him a new one I mean I tore him I didn't just tear him down he left bleeding and uh, that's what you got to do to the devil so come on lift your hands high to heaven father I thank you that you have anointed these people listen to me the spirit of God living on the inside of you Jesus Christ gave you his name the Bible says, in my name, you'll cast out demons. In my name, you'll heal the sick. In my name, you've been given the name that is above every other name. In Jesus' name, those demons have to go. But they, they have to be cast out. Jesus cast them out because they wouldn't leave voluntarily. If you're facing those five, you take them down. Record this. I stuck it on my fridge. You asked Leanne in the first years of our marriage, it was on our fridge. And we would recognize which one was which. And we would call them out and we would call them down. We went from impoverished into just the blessing of God because of what I'm teaching you tonight. Father, bless these beautiful people, I pray. In Jesus' name, everyone said. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.